Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing Kevin Gaskell. He is the business fixer, a serial entrepreneur, author, and adventurer responsible for transforming three of the most iconic international brands, Porsche, BMW, and Lamborghini. He's driven over $3 billion in shareholder value. He is the best-selling author of um, some amazing books that we are going to talk about today, um, including Chasing Giants, um, which I read cover to cover multiple times, couldn't put down. Um, Kevin, thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you for the invitation. It's great to uh, be talking to you. Absolutely. Let's start on the adventure side first, then we'll get to the business side. So um, the book Catching Giants uh, about an incredible journey you had where you decided with no prior experience that you were going to be a part of a, you were going to set an attempt to set a world record for the fastest journey across the Atlantic Ocean in a rowboat. Yep. A rowing boat. That's Um, it. So I thought my brother was crazy when he decided to do a triathlon with no training experience or equipment, but he was not risking his life. Um, What inspired you to, I know it's in the book, but obviously we want our folks to go get the book. What inspires you to say, sure, that sounds like a good idea. You know, I've done a lot of expeditions. I've, I've walked to the North Pole and the South Pole. I climbed the world's biggest mountains and I've always done it. I'm very fortunate. I've done it with my son, um, but I've also done it to raise money for charity. And we, we were kind of running out of ideas. And a friend of mine said, hey, Kev, you should row the Atlantic. You'd love it. And this is a guy who's done it a couple of times. And I said, Peter, you're crazy. I don't know anything about rowing, anything about ocean navigation. No, 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 no. And then I went away and thought about it. And I thought, you know what? This does sound like fun. And it, it certainly sounds like a challenge to row from Spain to the Caribbean and cross the Atlantic and do it in winter and hey let's go and do it and then we built a crew and these young guys who were in the boat with me and this is only a you know it's a 25 foot rowboat it's a little tiny boat and they said well we want to set the world record and I said you're crazy you're crazy we've never rowed before yeah but how could we do it and that's the whole story behind the book how do you use the approach that I've built um, in, in converting businesses how do I use that that process to create an operational approach to building a great rowing team and then going out and breaking the world record. That's exactly what we did. And in 
in Catching Giants, you know, what I've done is is lay out on one side of the page, you get the adventure story of these crazy guys who go across the Atlantic and turn their boat upside down and they're all out swimming 1,500 miles from shore. And on the other side of the page, you get the 80 lessons that, that came out of it and the lessons for business and lessons for life that we learned during the process. Absolutely. I think that's one of the things that makes it so fascinating and so much more a compelling read than just a normal straight here's my ideas about business, which your business experience would make it credible and compelling anyway, but the life and death adventure challenge along the way, I think is what makes it so compelling. Now, even though you had someone who had done it before telling you to do it and you did a ton of research, you never really know what you're getting yourself into in something like that until you're upside down swimming going, oh my God, we're gonna, you know, how do we not die? So Mm -hmm. was there a point in before you got into the water was there a point where you said, geez, I'm learning what I'm getting myself into. And maybe this doesn't look like fun. Maybe this isn't such a good <laughs> idea. And maybe I don't want to risk death again. And how did you get through that? You know, we were um, we were training together for two years. So we did a lot of training, a lot of physical training. Uh, we, we had to pass a bunch of exams on sea navigation, sea survival, radio use, blah, blah, blah. We had to pass a bunch of stuff on that. And about two weeks before we we started rowing, we went out to Spain and I was talking to my son one evening and I said, you know, I said, I don't feel that scared. And he said, then you're really crazy. He said, because (laughs) I'm terrified. (laughs) And um, so there was a there was a a moment when we realized actually what we're setting off into. And, And if you've read the book, you know that on our first night. Uh, we got hit by a storm which wasn't expected which broke two of our oars in 20 seconds uh the boat was completely out of control we were in danger of rolling and continuing to roll because the huge waves swamping the boat and we were about 80 miles from shore at that point and we did actually think oh my goodness is this it you know are we only going to survive one day in the ocean and fortunately we got through that and it was this was through the night and we battled that storm um, for about six or seven hours and got through and we survived. And then in the morning we had a reset and, you know, are we, are we going to carry on? Are we going to limp back to shore? We said, no, we're going to, we're going to reorganize ourselves. We've got two spare oars. So we haven't, we now have no spare oars, but we have two spare oars. We're going to reorganize ourselves and we're going to carry on. And, And all that story is in the book. Absolutely. Yeah. It's an incredible read. And obviously, we don't have time to go into necessarily 80 business lessons here in that journey alone, let alone the rest of your career. What do you think, given, I mean, the adversity the world has gone through with the recent pandemic, what do you think are some of the lessons to be learned from what you went through on the the road journey that apply directly to getting through this? Yeah, I think I take the same approach in business as I as I, we did on the row, which is I'm frequently asked to go in and help people to to fix their businesses. And, and the first thing we do is understand what is the goal. L- let's get some clarity here. What are we actually trying to achieve? And don't tell me numbers. You know, don't tell me it's $10 million profit. I don't care about that. What is it you want to build? And, and if we get better and we become world class at that thing, then the financial results will follow. Don't chase the financial results. So it's first clarity of objective. Second is making sure everybody in the team understands that they have a role to play and they are critical to the mission. And the third thing is about open communication. Let's just all be honest with each other. We don't have time for politics. We have a plan. We know where we're going. 
And resilience is built from trust. So when we trust each other, then we can trust the actions that each other takes. And that, that creates the resilience. And so you know, I've been lucky to take businesses from, from zero to hero, but with the same team of people. We do it with the same team of people. And it's about getting their mindset fixed on creating something extraordinary. And that's what I've learned through business. And that's what we applied on the road. That's what we applied walking to the North Pole. You know, we, we had some really hairy days falling through the ice on the way to the North Pole. But you just got to pick yourself up and realize tomorrow is another day. We survive today. And then tomorrow we make more progress. And you keep doing that. So after not only did you not die rowing the Atlantic, <laughs> um, but not only did you finish, you, a inexperienced boat crew um, with no prior, hey, we've rowed the Atlantic before, set a world record. You are now attempting, I believe in two, 2024, to set a new world record for rowing the Pacific this time. Yeah, I'm crazy. I'm a glutton for punishment. So yeah. I was say once better. wasn't enough. You said we got to conquer <laughs> the other ocean. It was very exciting to row the Atlantic. It had its very scary moments, but you know, we had some great days as well. And we enjoyed it so much that, well, what do you do next? Well, you know what? If we hold the world record for the Atlantic, let's test ourselves and see if we can get the world record for the Pacific. So the boat will turn up. The boat is in build right now. We get the boat in about six or eight weeks. And then we've got you know, about 20 months or so to get ourselves ready to row the Pacific, which is a different challenge. Um, so it'll be fun. Yes, good luck with that. Now, you have led some amazing companies, including Porsche, BMW, and Lamborghini. Um, talk a little, given that they already were iconic international brands, luxury automotive brands before you got there, talk a little bit how you were able to move the needle for such big companies. Yeah, well, they, they were very different challenges. Let's just take Porsche and BMW. So when I took over at Porsche, um, out of 32 brands in the marketplace, we were number 32 in customer satisfaction. We were the bottom. We'd lost 90, 90% of our sales. Um, we were losing 20% on every car we sold, and we had three years unsold inventory. That's new car inventory. So just when you think it can't get any worse, they make you managing director. <laughs> and I was, I was 32 years old, you know, I was as green as grass. And, and I looked at the team and I said, are we really going to be the people behind the steering wheel of this great brand when it goes off the road? And we said, no, we're not. And so we took that business apart and we put it back together again. We looked at every part of the business. Um, we, we came up with a very clear plan, which we broke down into commit. What are we actually going to commit to do? Connect. How do we connect everybody in the business to the plan and then create? And I call it creating magic. And this is when people are inspired, when they feel that they're really making a difference. And it took us four years to go from number 32 to number one. And we'd set our goal, not on financial numbers. We'd set our goal as being number one in terms of customer service, customer satisfaction, because I believe that if we got that, then the financials would follow. And so that's where we got. We got to number one in four years. Uh, we had a lot of fun. I mean, man, we had some tough times. It's some really challenging days and weeks and months. We had a lot of fun. And then when I went to BMW, um, we'd done the turnaround of Porsche. It, it became number one in the market, and that was fantastic. And then BMW literally knocked on the door and said, hey, Kev, our, our CEO is moving on. We'd like you to come and run the business. It was That was the recruitment process. We'd like to come and do it. It's one heck of a pitch. And, and, and it was like, you know, this was a big company with a lot of people and lots of noughts in the revenue line, lots and lots of noughts. 
And I got to say, it was pretty intimidating. But I went and looked at the business and I talked to the team and, and they had a plan and their plan was they were doing really well. You know, everything was going fine. But their plan was to grow at 4% per annum. And I said, but we can do better than that. And by the way, just looking at your business, there are key areas that we could improve. And some people told me I was crazy. And a couple of people inside the company actually quit when I joined. And I said, look, I think we should dare to dream. You know, actually imagine what we could do with this business. Um, and we started to change things and get people engaged. And of course, the truth is that in any business, the knowledge is in the team. They know where it's good and they know where it's bad. And so we encouraged the whole team to help us to build against this plan that we'd formulated. And, and over the next uh, four years, instead of growing at 4% per annum, we grew the business by 80% and we grew operating profit by 500%. And at first people had told me I was crazy. And then at the end, people were telling me I was lucky. And But it was about engaging the entire team. And I absolutely believe there's no such person as an only a in business. You know, she's only a sales manager. He's only a car cleaner. There's no such thing as an only. Everybody's got a role to play. And my job is to create the culture so that they can, they can be engaged. They can be inspired that they are creating something of value. And so again, we had a lot of fun. And in all our businesses, we have a lot of fun. We work hard, but we have a lot of fun. Now, having led companies like that to the top that were already internationally known, but maybe having some issues or wanting to get to a whole new level and doing that successfully, um, you rode across the Atlantic and you're on quarries, you're going to row across the Pacific. What's next in terms of the company market? Are you going to, um, while training for the Pacific row, are you going to lead another iconic international brand? Talk a little bit about what's next for Kevin. Well, I, I'm, I'm currently chairman of a, a fiber broadband business that we've grown by, oh, thousands. Of, well, we've grown it 20x in five years, however many percent that is. Um, but again, we've done it by thinking differently. Uh, I'm chairman of the world's biggest sports car, racing car manufacturer, and we've doubled the size of that business in the last couple of years. So I'm currently building a number of businesses, but the one that's got my passion is a business called Smarter Britain. And this is a business that we're creating to help new entrepreneurs. So my objective is to create a thousand new businesses in a thousand days. And that's about helping young people, predominantly young people. It doesn't Listen, if you're not young, it doesn't matter. If you wanna build a business, we'll help you. But it's helping people get going on the first rungs of the ladder and helping them believe in themselves. And, and it started from me seeing kids without jobs and thinking, well, you can't get an employed job, employ yourself. And let me show you how to do that. And it's not, again, people say to me, oh, the dot-com, no, no, it's not about the next uh, digital billionaire. This is about the kid on the street corner. And if I can give them uh, the support, the financial support to buy a bucket and, and a sponge and a ladder, they can become window cleaners. You know, let's start there. And, and if I can create a window cleaners and plumbers and, and whatever it is, whatever their dream is, we're starting at the other end of the telescope. And you know what? Maybe there'll be the odd dot-com billionaire come out. That's great. But that's not what I'm focusing on. So we're having a lot of fun. My son is operations director in that business. Uh, and in another company I've got, my daughter is the operations director building a data security business. So very much a family concern at the moment. And again, we're having fun. And that sounds like the Smarter Britain model could be replicated in other countries as well. Well, absolutely. The, the idea for Britain comes from one that we built in South Africa seven or eight years ago, where we helped uh, people in townships who were really subsistence entrepreneurs. 
who, who just need a little bit of help to get going. And we've trained over 15,000 entrepreneurs there. So that's South Africa. Now brought it to the UK. And absolutely, it's appropriate. Anyway, take it to the US. It, it, it works. No problem. You're doing so many things at the same time, all, uh, all at an enormously high level. How do you balance it all? How do I get balance? I don't. <laughs> I mean, look, the truth is I love what I do. And um, yeah, I work long hours, but I work hard and I play hard. And, and that's one of the things about the expeditions. When I go on an expedition, and it might be six or eight weeks, um, you know, you, you can't focus on work. You, you have to focus on surviving, whether you're going up a big mountain or you're rowing an ocean or whatever it is, you focus on surviving and on having fun, but surviving. And so I have a very good friend who's a sailor who said it clears the hard drive. It wipes the hard drive. So when you come back, everything's crisper and cleaner, you know? And so I last a couple of years before I feel I need to do another expedition. So we'll do one. We'll actually do one before the row. Next year, we're going to go and canoe through Alaska. We're going to go follow the uh, some of the old trapping routes through Alaska. So, you know, we don't, we don't just do the, the big ones. We do kind of smaller trips as well. It's funny you say that. I've been a lifelong martial artist. And so I'm not rowing the Pacific, but I would say my version of that is the training necessary to go into another degree of black belt. And my saying to my wife is everything else in your life gets, the noise gets turned down when you're trying to prevent yourself from getting kicked in the face. Yeah, absolutely. You, you have you to- You can't think about work when someone's trying to hit you. No, you're in the moment. You, you, you have to focus on what you're doing. And, um, and, and that's why I do what I do. That's beautiful. For our viewers and listeners who want to learn more about all things Kevin, where is the best place for them to go to get the books and to learn more about you? Yeah, so the books are available on Amazon and Kevin Gaskell. The first book is called Inspired Leadership, and that's how do you actually fix a company? That's the whole process. You want to know how to do it? It's there. And then the second book is uh, Catching Giants, and that's that's a different kind of read. That's the adventure on the one side and the lessons. And, and if you want to get me, I'm at kevingaskell.com, K-V-I-N-G-A-S-K-E-L-L.com. Send me an email, drop me a line, whatever. I always respond. Love to hear from you. Well, we greatly appreciate your time. We know it's incredibly valuable. This has been Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Kevin Gaskell. Kevin, thanks so much again for joining us. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you for the invitation. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.